Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic Awakening. I'm so excited to be with you guys here today, and I have a special guest with me here today. And I'm so excited for this podcast episode because there is two bad bitches in this podcast episode today, and I'm just going to let her introduce herself. So go ahead, Barbara. What is better? than what is better than one bad bitch two bad bitches okay um it's it's true authentic wrong i'm not normally like this um but what's up some of you guys may know me my name is Kristen. um some people call me witch some people call me bitch the only thing that i ask is that you put a little bit of respect on that shit um it is i which bitch is which some of you guys know me as witch bitch tarot and if you don't then get to know me um i am uh, a tarot reader i am a mentor I am a bad bitch. I am a baby astro- not even a baby astrologer. I'm not even, fucking with the cosmos. <laughs> um, and I am all around just an amazing person. I, if I do say so myself. The baddest. Um did I say I practice tarot? Yes, yes. Oh, you okay. Say tarot too, I think. Um, that's all I really have for me. Y'all just have to get to know me. You do. I you just have to get to know me so much. <laughs> I've known Barbara, and I call her Barbara. I'm not gonna explain why, but her name's not Barbara. But <laughs> she calls me Barbara. I call her Barbara, and I've known her for about eight years now. And yeah. so long since I was a baby. I feel like. Yeah. And. I'm just so grateful to have her in my life. I feel like she teaches me so much about wisdom, abundance, personal growth, life. And I'm just so grateful to have you in my life, Barbara. Oh, thank you. I'm grateful to have you. You teach me a lot as well. Aww. Like, you keep me hip with the young kids and things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are they doing? What are they seeing now? But um, I, I'm really prepared to be here with you. It yes. is... Um, it's a it's a feeling of gratitude as well. It's mm-hmm. like me. <laughs> you want me on your oh, podcast? My first guest on this podcast, <laughs> and I'm so excited because yes. I'm like the baddest is on my podcast. Yes, I am here. I am here. <laughs> um, yeah, I am honored to be here. I'm honored to be your first guest. I know my very first one. Uh, yes. So I wanted to tell you guys that me and Barbara Witch Bitch Tarot have collaborated and oh yeah we have collaborated and we made a May spiritual expansion planner. And if you guys have already not known from my Saturnian Saturnian Soul TikTok, um, I've posted a couple videos about it on there. But basically, it's a Notion planner. If you're not familiar with Notion. You need to get on that shit because Notion is Honestly. the place for digital planning. Like, we're not doing no regular planning anymore. Like, we're we're done with the regular planners because everything's digital now. And get with your shit because Notion is the way to go. I remember Barbara did not even know. She, like, was familiar with it, but she wasn't really, like, yeah. familiar, familiar with Notion. And now it's, like... 
her best Notion friend. Notion has like Notion. She had me replace Notion with almost everything. I'm I've been a digital planning girly, right? So I'm with the shits when it comes to digital planning. I converted um, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, because I started traveling a lot and mm-hmm. I'm running my own business and I had all these journals and all these paperworks and all these planners and calendars and blah 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. So I switched over to digital planning a while ago and um, I even had. Um, a sponsorship with Notion, and I was like, I can't oh, fucking, yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't oh, fucking yeah, I worry this. About that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to work this. So, like, I got my little mm-hmm. bit of coins because, like, I wasn't pushing it because I don't push things that I don't believe in or I don't use. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, it just, like, fell to the wayside. And then Barbara was like, girl, let me show you how to work this. And mm-hmm. I was like, you just replaced everything. Yeah. Like, you replaced everything. So, everything is in one spot from the crystals to the prompts to the mm-hmm. astrology to even the music. Like, yes. I, I know how to catch a vibe. I know how to catch a vibe. And I created so many playlists. So in many playlists. Like, this planner is jam packed. And mind you, it's 50% off this weekend only. Um, Tomorrow, no, Monday, right? That's Tomorrow's like- Monday. Tomorrow's oh my god! Tomorrow is Monday. Yes, it ends tomorrow. Oh my gosh, it ends tomorrow. So you guys need to get it. Today is your last day to get it, fifty percent off, and then the price goes up tomorrow. But this planner, for the price of it being half off, is such a good deal. It's jam packed with so many things. It's it's jam packed with all the astrology and major astrology transits. So you'll be able to know every single week. Okay, how's my week gonna be according to astrology? How can I I use this to my advantage because if you're not already aware, astrology is literally the cheat code to life. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and like Barbara B, she be fucking it up with these astrology I, transits. I, I mean, I do. Yes. But like when people are like, bro, you be like, you do really good with explaining astrology. And I'm like, but yes, do I? you do. Because I feel like I'm very, when it comes to astrology, I feel like I'm not very knowledgeable in that area. So whenever I talk to Barbara, she'll be like, okay, look, this is how your week's going to go. This is what you need to do. This is how you can use it to your advantage. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, okay. And then it always works out for me. Like, literally, it always works out for me. Mind you, she also has a podcast, Witch Bitch Tarot. Um, yeah. And on that podcast, each week, she does like a recap of like how the week's gonna go and every single episode that I listen to about my week I'm it's so accurate to my week like to the T <laughs> and I'm like damn Barbara like oh my gosh you explained it so good so be sure to check out her podcast episode yes. each week yes. so that you can know what your week's gonna be like but on the notion template there's the astrology transits there's crystals so you can learn about crystals and crystals to help you for the month there's um shadow work prompt there's regular prompts there's all types of prompts in there and then on top of that that music um metropolis page that she was telling you about oh my god the playlists are so good i was listening to it and i do them based around the transits and the aspects because like sometimes Mm -hmm. like one day you'll be up and then you'll be like damn i'm in my feels right now so when i do the playlist that correspond with the transit it's to help us get back in the vibe Vibe that we need to be in right so Mm -hmm. like even if it is like a sad girl sad boy sad them they transit like yes we'll have some sad shit in there Mm -hmm. but then it's like all right get out of your get out yeah get on your time to get going and i love that because it works it's like correlated 
faded so beautifully. And thank I, you. I love it so thank much. You, thank these you. Pop, these literally these playlists, like you be popping your uh, pussy and putting everything <laughs> into it, dude. Like I swear, I love it so much. Thank I'm you, like thank obsessed you, thank you. with it. So. Um, definitely be sure to check out um, the Notion template and be sure to get it before it goes up. Please, please, please. So um, I definitely wanted to start this podcast episode with Barbara, which bitch tarot. I'm sorry. I always call her Barbara and I'm so used to it. But Why are you sorry? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> but we were just talking about me saying sorry because I say sorry so much, dude. I say sorry so much. And Barbara is always telling me, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep on. Uh, there I go again. Say See? sorry. See? I'm going to keep on calling her Barbara um, throughout this podcast episode because that's what I car but i have this tendency with saying sorry a lot and barbara's always telling me like why are you sorry like there's nothing to be sorry about like don't say sorry and i'm like i'm sorry that i'm sorry and i'm just like i'm like girl she's like girl she's like stop (laughs) saying sorry so uh, okay anyways i'm not gonna say sorry again but i wanted to start this podcast podcast episode with um barbara telling us about the astrology of may because may is gonna be a jam-packed month it really is so jam-packed and based on what she's gonna tell you it's gonna be able to help you with your week by week um breakdown and how to use this to your advantage because if you use it to your advantage, everything will be easy. Yes. Like, nothing can go wrong. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the question that you asked mainly because I know like when we when everybody sees like these major lunations or even these major transition aspects, um, when we were doing my episode, you were like, "Well, what's a good day to manifest? Mm-hmm. Should I be manifesting?" Okay. When it comes to manifesting this month, we want to do it the second or no, excuse me, the third or fourth week of the month okay. because the first two weeks. You're going to be fucking struggling. Mm. Um, The way that I explained it, especially with this new moon, we're not going to want to manifest on this, excuse me, this full moon. We're not going to manifest on this lunar eclipse that's taking place on the 5th. It's like washing your car Mm -hmm. in the rain and trying to stay dry. Mm. Okay, mm. so you're not going to want to manifest in it. It's going to be a very emotional moon. It's going to be a moon where we need to release. And there's so many supporting transits and aspects that are taking place around it that is going to give you this kind of conflict of energy. And it comes down to you being the most authentic version of yourself and being honest with yourself and mm. being open with yourself. And if you're not willing to do that, then you shouldn't mm-hmm. be working with this moon on yeah. the 5th. And it's Cinco de Mayo, so there may even be some tequila up in you, <laughs> right? So, like, it's not it's not going to be... It's not going to be good for you to do that. Okay. Um, we also have Pluto on the 1st, tomorrow. And some of us may be feeling the effects already. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> feeling sorry. the effects already of Pluto. I'm mesmerized um, by you, Barbara. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Pluto going retrograde. So we know that Pluto is the planet of transformation. Pluto is the planet that um, kind of amplifies our desires or even um, it has to do with our technologicals. Our technologicals? No, our technologies, right? Um, But then in Aquarius, Aquarius is, um, it's very... Um, intellectual it's also very go-getting um so it's going this transit is going to have us looking at the greater good but it's also going to be 
having us reflect on our deepest desires and our passions and it's gonna be a doozy so when it comes to what you need to examine in the structures of your life this transit is supporting that and you need to use this time to truly harness this power of transformation and this power of change in your life in the world around you so Tomorrow is a great day to do some shadow work, mm, right? Yeah. Um, we also have Venus entering into Cancer on the 7th. I didn't mention this in my episode, and I should have, but we also have Venus entering into Cancer, and it's the planet of love, the planet of beauty, right? And then we know, like, I really don't fuck with Cancers, but no. that's just my own personal opinion. I love Cancers. I, that's just my own personal opinion, but, you know, I don't have bias, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. because I'd be reading these people's birth charts, and I'm like, fucking dig. <laughs> I know, but remember, it's not just about the sun sign when we're talking yeah. about like birth charts. Yeah. Like, girl, that's bitch. Basic shut up. Ass, that's basic, yeah, ass shit. basic ass shit. Like, if I want to be your friend, I need to know where your Jupiter is mm-hmm. at. I need to know where your Mercury is at. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where's your Mars at? Yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> but Venus is entering into Cancer. Um, and this is going to make us a little bit more sensitive, but it's also mm. going to want us to be more intimate. Because mm. cancers are like that, very like emotional and they're very loving, like mm-hmm. in that sense. So mm-hmm. them being in Venus, you know, knowing like little astrology. <laughs> You're like, let me put everything I'm like, let me put in my two cents of what I know. <laughs> but I know Venus is like the planet of love right love relationships and pleasure oh yeah but venus a lot of people don't know this and this is why when i was telling you um when we talk about that transit with jupiter and taurus Mm -hmm. it is this is also like adding some juice to the pot because a lot of people don't know but venus actually rules in aspects of our money Really? Yes. I did not know that. I know. What? So um, she has a little bit of an effect on our monies, Ooh. right? And the stability and the structures of our monies. And that's something that I didn't mention when we did our last recording. So it's not on the forefront. It's like, you know, yeah. like, oh, she's a bad bitch, but she also sews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she also sews. She like, also randomly sews, is. you know? So um, that's also supporting it. Um, so you could be drawn more to spending time with your loved ones, mm, okay. but, um, again, with Pluto going retrograde and all the other transits of the week, you could be like, get the fuck away from me, bitch. Mm, so there's okay. a lot of conflicting energy, energy in that first okay. week. And, um, we want to, um, we want to be authentic and honest and true with ourselves so we can sift through that energy in a different way. Okay. Okay. So that first week's going to be juicy about like reflecting oh. <laughs> and yes. releasing. Yes. The second week um, when we were talking about it, it's going to challenge you. Mm. It's going to be like, you ready? Like, let's square the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like, all right, let's you did the work. Up. Now here are all the tests. Um, and the one transit that we talked about, was when the sun in Taurus is going to be conjunct with Uranus. Mm. Okay, so not only is the sun in Taurus, but we know when we say that it's conjunct, that it's going to be sitting in that same um, sector in the sky, right? Yeah. Um, so Uranus is also in Taurus. Um, so it's going to bring that unpredictability, mm. but it, it could potentially also bring innovation. Mm. It's going to challenge you with the changes and the releases that you are making and taking during that mm. first week. Mm-hmm. So uh, week two is going to test the 
fuck out of you. Oh my God. It's going to test the fuck out of you. Um, some of us could feel motivated. Some of us could feel unmotivated. Some of us mm. could be ready to beat the shit out of somebody. Some of us will be like, I don't, I don't want the drama. It's mm. it's going to test you on a different level. Um, then we also have Venus and Cancer is going to be trining Saturn in Pisces. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, this is going to have you feeling the structure and the stability and the security in your relationships, not Mm. just in your relationships, but also in your finances. However, it's also going to ask you for an additional commitment, an energetic commitment even. And um, you could find yourself committing outside of your values. This again goes back to that authenticity Mm, and that honesty and that releasing that you Mm. were doing. Are you really and truly aligned aligned, with that authenticity? Whatever you you released Mm -hmm. in order to get you closer to that most authentic Mm, version of of yourself, right? So week two is Mm. like square up, let's get ready. Um, so just a little recap. Week one is just like reflecting, mm-hmm. basically like getting to the nitty gritty. Um, and then week two is kind of like the universe is going to test you mm-hmm. and it's going to test you hard, hard uh, as hard. a motherfucker. So be ready. So be mindful too. So like I said, this is to help you with your week. So since you know that week two is going to be testing you, whenever you see a test, like think of everything as a test. So whenever mm-hmm. something happens or whenever something, a problem arises, just remember, oh shit, like this is the universe testing me right now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So be mindful of that so that you can pass that test and evolve from that situation. I think the first week is, I think it's probably the most important week starting yeah. today, right? Because we have to lay that foundation through the shadow work. We have Mm. to lay that foundation through setting pure intentions with what it is that no longer serves us. Mm. If you got somebody that's raggedy as fuck and you know they don't serve you and you can't stand their energy but you keep them around, yes, it may be hard to release them, but you need to fucking release them. (laughs) Yes. Week one, okay? (laughs) I had to get closer to the mic. Like, listen, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so then remember when I was talking about manifesting because that was your original question week Mm -hmm. three is the week to manifest nice and that is because we have Jupiter entering Taurus yes we know Taurus is very grounding Mm -hmm. and it's about money it's about um, structure it's about stability it's that earth sign right it gets Mm -hmm. us where we need to go but then we have Jupiter which is about expansion it's about our finances as well mm-hmm. right so with them being brought together we're going to see this stability and this ability to practice to have practicality when it comes to grounding ourselves but also when it comes to drawing in that abundance mm-hmm. emotional mental physical financial spiritual mm-hmm. right yeah so it's literally uh, like the best week it's the best week in day specific may 16th May 16th. Yes. Okay. And, um, and later... That's an, it, I believe, is that the same week that the new moon is the new moon? 
Thank you, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) That is the same week that we have the new moon. So we also have the new moon in Taurus. And we know when we have Mm. the new moon, we're going to be manifesting. We're going to be calling in. We're going to be filling up Mm. what we release from the full moon. Um, But don't forget, Mercury did go direct in week two, right? Mm. So Mercury is no longer retrograde as of the 14th. However, it's still in the shadow period until the 24th. It's longer than normal. So it's 10 days out. You're still going to feel the effects of Mercury retrograde until the 24th of May. Oh, my God. That's so long. It's long as fuck, okay? It is long as fuck. And um, don't let it hold you, okay? Okay. Um, This is a week also, like, yes, we're manifesting. We're starting to bring tortoise, but pick up that shit that we dropped off at the Mm -hmm. beginning of Mercury retrograde, okay? Okay. be practical though be delusionally practical i say that all the time and people are like that doesn't make sense make it fucking make sense but Mm -hmm. be delusionally practical Practical. okay also um a question that i just want to ask for the people that aren't familiar because i know a lot of the people who listen to my podcast are not very familiar with like astrology and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so can you just go a little bit like just like a recap or like an overview of what Mercury retrograde is because I feel like a lot of people yeah. have misconceptions like based on TikTok. Oh my God. You know TikTok be making we that can. shit sound like it's the most horrible time. I could make an hour podcast about yes, that. Your ex is going to come back Ugh. and oh my God. Like, oh my God. Like that's what all they care about. Your exes are going to come back and this, this and that and it's like no. Like here mm. to tell like tell me what the real mercury retrograde what is it real mercury retrograde yes it's going to affect our technologies and our communications because that is what mercury rules Mm -hmm. right but we also have to think about um the patterns that we see in planets so when mercury is retrograde we're going to want to go to its quote unquote homey that it may be beefing with which is the moon which is our emotions so during mercury retrograde we should really be working through our moon sign when mercury is retrograde um it's basically like okay it looks like it's going backwards because we're moving faster past it that's all that it really means so the energy is going to be a little bit reversed mercury retrograde is not a fucking terrible time i feel like one bitch had a bad experience with mercury yeah. retrograde <laughs> and told everyone told everybody and now video everyone. went viral <laughs> then everybody was like well they were talking about that i'm gonna make my yes. I, i'm gonna so now mercury red like mercury y'all are giving my guy negative, mercury yes. such a negative connotation yes. mercury retrograde mm. is a great time to really do that deep working will your ex come back mm. Probably because you're fucking manifesting that motherfucker to come back every <laughs> retrograde. Facts. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, yes, yes we can see um, we can see our exes come back, but again, like, are we manifesting it or is it actually Mercury retrograde? Mm. Yes, we can see communication errors and things like that because, you know, it, it is the planet of mm. communication. But don't blame your bad communication skills on, on Mercury, Mercury retrograde. retrograde. Yes, I feel like people use Mercury retrograde as an excuse to blame all like their problems on it they're like yes. oh since it's mercury retrograde that's why my ex is coming back or since it's mercury like even though it's true like maybe that's also like showing you what you need what to work on that's exactly what mercury does so anytime shit goes wrong during mercury retrograde 
it should be a red flag to you to do that reflecting on yourself. Mm. Mercury retrograde. And again, like I'm not saying that we don't have these commonalities with our exes coming back, shit getting fucked up. But if you're using a computer from 1983 and it just so happens (laughs) to stop fucking working during Mercury retrograde, it's not Mercury retrograde, bitch. That laptop (laughs) is older than you. Right? Yeah. So it, it's like, like, are we being logical? But yeah. during Mercury retrograde is a great time to do that work. It's a great time to be shown what is what's what do you need to change? Mm-hmm. So then when we are during these when we have these lunations and these other transits, mm-hmm. it better aligns us like mm-hmm. dur- and this Mercury retrograde was in Taurus. So this time around, when any financial things or financial hiccups came up, you should have taken that moment to really do that reflecting. What is it that I did that I had this financial hiccup? Mm. Was it because I didn't do this, this, and this? Okay, since I didn't do that, what can I do different? Mm. Don't fucking blame it because the computer went down Mm -hmm. and I wasn't... No, like if you were to do it when you were supposed Mm -hmm. to or you were... Whatever the case may be, you wouldn't be in that situation. That is true. Mm -hmm. Right? So like Mercury Retrograde gets such a bad name and like I I go hard for Mercury because I'm a communicator, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's literally what I do. Like my business is to talk to people all fucking day about their lives and help them get aligned and help them Mm -hmm. get their shit together, right? Yeah. So Mercury Retrograde for me, um, especially in my business, is a time to see where I'm missing the ball when it comes to communicating. Mm right it's a great time you know like how do you say like um when you have like a, a review at work or something like that oh, um, uh, like a performance review yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's what mercury retrograde is mm. it's like a performance review but don't go and sit and blame all of the bad shit on mercury going retrograde mm. so fuck everybody that keeps uh, yeah, bro, giving mercury TikTok, every time i see it and like since Mercury is going retrograde, and this is a question I have for you, is like, since Mercury is going retrograde at the same time where you like just explained that this week one is all about reflection, with, along with the, all these other astrology transits, does that combined make it an even sure. more like emphasize that like, all right, this week is going to be hard, but it's going to be worth, like you were telling me in your episode, also, we made an episode on on Witch Bitch Tarot's um, podcast, so go check that episode out. But on your episode, you were telling me that um, that it's going to be a time where, like, if you use it correctly, it can fast forward you for the next year, I think you said. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like if we, I was saying that um, this is when we start figuring out who is actually doing the work, the work and who yeah. is actually being... Aste- being aesthetic with their, pleasing, he- with their yeah like with their fake healing. healing type shit yeah, yeah 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 um because like for me this week coming up i'm really going to focus in on um what i can do different mm. right um especially when we're talking about pluto also going retrograde while mercury is still retrograde um i, I literally write down all of my grievances that take place internally mm-hmm. when mercury is retrograde when it comes to me having that ability to Ooh, that's smart yeah when it that's comes really to smart. 
that ability to reflect on it and then around the full moon um and this full moon i fucking love it because we have pluto going retrograde as well mm -hmm. so not only is mercury retrograde mm -hmm. pluto is also retrograde at the same time mm -hmm. one is in aquarius one is in taurus but then we have this watery mysterious full moon and it's a lunar eclipse which is extra potent in um, this emotional, mysterious water sign of Scorpio. Mm. So we're going to be emotional. We're going to need to ground ourselves, but we also need to have these moments of transformation. Mm. So that that so Mercury retrograde um, with these transits and aspects and lunations are it's a perfect time for mercury to be mm -hmm. retrograde and again like if you want to be i like to call it like don't be mercury immature that's what I call it. Like a bit like grow the, like, fuck, grow the up. fuck up. Like it's time to grow the fuck <laughs> it's time up. To and grow like up. heal from like what you take at like mm -hmm. take be action. honest. Like again, if you're not mm -hmm. gonna be honest with yourself and be authentic with yourself, like no. Mm -hmm. Like your ex wasn't coming back until you yeah. posted a picture from that same day that y'all went on a date ten years ago <laughs> and then said this was a great fucking mm -hmm. night, the best night of my life. And then they hit you up and you're like where oh, they, come, they from? come from it's like girl you did it yourself you did it yourself you mm -hmm. literally posted a picture of yourself the same night that was the greatest night of your fucking life and you think that they're not gonna come shut up mm -hmm. so I, I, mercury stop saying that it's bad it's yeah. bad if you're not doing your shit mm-hmm yeah, and also, like, if you have the perception that it's going to be bad, that's it's what's going to be bad. You're going to literally see all the reasons of why it's going to be bad. But if you see it as, like, this time for you to, like, work on yourself and do inner healing, it's going to be very rewarding. Very, mm -hmm. very, very, very rewarding. And now more than ever. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever. <sighs> so tell us something good barbara like okay so week one hard week two still gonna be a little hard so week three, three. is when it's the best time to manifest right? when it's the best time to manifest when okay. it's the best time to really get the gears going and then we also see the sun entering into gemini so shout out to all my gemini's out there it's eight, eight, finally eight, your eight, time eight, to eight, shine eight, baby eight, eight. um so um we can we can be channeled into amp well we'll be channeled to kind of amplify the pursuits that we're trying to bring toward us. Mm. So not only will you have this great manifesting energy behind you, you're also going to have this drive to fulfill those manifestations mm. and take those actions toward those manifestations. Week three... I mean, week four is dry. <laughs> dry I, as hell. It's dry as hell, but I, I think that it's much deserved, and that's just because of everything yeah, that was going on. I was on. just about to say... Do you think it's like kind of because it's like it's so jam packed in the beginning of the month that it's like, let's just let you relax. Let's, a little yeah, bit. like, and I even said that I was like, before everybody starts acting mm -hmm. like a badass kid again, like everybody, <laughs> it's time to relax, relax, like, take a breather, take a breather, <laughs> drink some fucking water on week four. Um, the only one that the only transit that um calls out to me is Venus and Cancer squaring Chiron and Aries, and um it. It's going to really, really, really have you feeling compassionate, but it's also going to challenge you because you're going to be emotionally triggered mm. and emotionally triggered when it comes to our insecurities, mm. even when it comes to our relationships. And we could maybe even have this feeling that we need to act on mm. it um, because we have that wounded healer in Aries because Chiron mm. is the wounded healer right mm. so 
So um, it's gonna be chill. It's gonna be relaxed. Again, if you did your work, you're not. You're gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna be. You're, you're gonna be like. I'm okay, good. I'm good. Yeah, bitch. Like, you're what? Gonna, you're like, I don't look fat in this dress. I'm a bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're gonna be like more confident in yourself. For sure, yes. for sure. So, so it won't even phase you. That last week won't phase. It you. won't phase you if you're doing if you the work. Did the work. The, yeah. The prior weeks. Okay. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. That's all I have for the month Yay! of May. Thank but you it's so jam packed. It's jam packed. Okay. It's jam packed. Yeah. So I definitely feel like. You guys heard what the week breakdown is, so use that to your advantage. Like, use, don't try to be manifesting week one and week two when we just told you that, or Barbara just told you that those are weeks to be reflecting and be just, you know, the universe is going to test you and stuff like that. Because if you're going to try to, just like, she, oh, we were talking about something else, is that the full moon, a good way to be reminded is that the full moon is by, like, like you're full of like so much like um can you explain it again yeah so like uh, another way to remember because i don't know who told y'all bitches it makes my head itch. It's, it's these spiritual like girl like it's like the people that um on on tiktok the spiritual girls that they like um they do spirituality they don't practice yeah it. they like do it but they don't like research and they don't like i call those doers do- yeah <laughs> do i call those doers. doers there's doers and there's practitioners mm-hmm. i'm a practitioner mm-hmm. like i I always say like people are like oh like this tarot reader and i'm like that's not a tarot reader that was a tarot doer mm. i'm a practitioner yeah i've been practicing for 10 years and yeah. i'm constantly evolving mm-hmm. within my practice because i'm constantly learning. learning and i feel like those people who tell you to manifest on the full moon are like, fucking psychotic yes, like they don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. sorry trigger warning if you're psychotic i'm sorry <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? You just called me out. <laughs> but no, it's so true because like, why would you manifest during the full moon if that's a time to be like releasing everything? The yes. new moon is when you're trying to like bring new stuff in. New, literally new, bring stuff in. And yes. you're telling me about that, right? So the, the good way to remember, and this is with any lunation, even when we're talking mm-hmm. about waxing and waning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we start seeing the moon fill up or it is full what do you do when your closet is full when the trash is full when Mm -hmm. your cup is full right you release it Mm -hmm. or you pour out of it right but when something is new that is empty you can fill it with With endless endless and endless possibilities Mm -hmm. so if something is new and empty because we even know when we're seeing the literal light reflecting off of the fucking moon. Yeah. A new moon is dark and empty yeah. and it's hard to see with the naked eye. Because there's so much space to Because be there's filled. so much space yes. for it to be filled with light. Mm-hmm. So think, start thinking about when we're seeing these lunations and we're, we're seeing and we're watching the moon. Like if you see the moon filling up, prepare to release. When we see it um, waxing or waning, like depending on what side it is, yeah. Are you leading up to your manifestations or are you releasing, releasing during? Yeah. And then when we get down to the mm-hmm. new moon, right? The first quarter moon, it's time to go. It's time to fill it up. Yeah. I got a full tank of gas. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I got an, I got an empty tank of gas. Yeah. I need to fill it up with all of the with things that I need. Oh, I love you it. bitches. Yes, bro. <laughs> Literally, I feel like TikTok has like it's, it's so toxic. scary. It's very it's toxic. toxic, and I like didn't even realize it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, 
if some of you guys don't know, I have a very large following on TikTok. So like mm. my main platform is TikTok, but I even don't use TikTok that often because it's starting to get toxic. Mm-hmm. People can put out any and everything. Yes. And some of the stuff I see, I'm like, they are literally sending you to a fucking dumpster yes. fire. But because you're not willing or able to do the research, then you're like, dumpster fire, here we come. Yes. And I mm-hmm. even tell the joke, like, on my podcast or on my... I'm not going to tell y'all because, like, this is Barbara's safe space, so I'm not going to do it to y'all. <laughs> Wait, but I will, I will literally, like, give y'all all of the information and all the mm, facts, yeah. but then I'll be like, or I could be lying. Go do your research. Mm, I right? like that. Because, yes, like, you. some people listen to people so blindly. And yes, I feel like in yes. the beginning of my spiritual journey, when I... I was learning a lot of this stuff I feel like I would just go like that's how I found out about spirituality I was scrolling on TikTok and I like a lot of videos were popping up but once I did the research myself I was like a lot of this stuff that people are posting it's are lies not it. like it's, it's not lies it. and I was like it's kind of scary that like some people just blindly follow someone else and it's like no mm-hmm. do your own research like doing your own research will also allow you to have facts instead of just listening based on like what someone told you you know so that if you do tell someone else to do it you're like i have facts you know Mm -hmm. that's how i learned it i didn't or if you tell someone you can't be like oh yeah i learned from some girl on tiktok that told me to do this and that's why i'm doing it like no do you actually know what you're Mm -hmm. doing so yeah don't listen to the tiktok girlies and if you do listen to them well listen to the tiktok girlies but do your research of what they're saying yes i I will say that and like i also feel like if you can't give not not receipts because I'm, I hate like bitch I don't want to be carrying yeah. around these receipts all the time Yeah. but if somebody asks me something like or even like when you ask me something about certain things I'll tell you everything that I know and then I'll send you a link yeah I'll be like read this and read check this. it out and yeah. then I always send a link that will get people going in a rabbit hole I'm like what will have them more interested to, to do keep it. on yes. doing more work so mm-hmm. I um I very strategically send Send. a link Mm -hmm. that will continue to feed you so you can continue to do that Mm -hmm. research and a lot of people don't do that yes like i'll even post a video and be like y'all go to this link (laughs) and people be like oh (laughs) Oh my my gosh (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like listen to them but take it with a grain of salt and i even tell people do that that. with me as well Mm -hmm. like i I know that that i know that i've done my research i know that all the things that i'm saying are accurate to my Mm -hmm. understanding because i've used multiple sources but i like do your research Mm -hmm. research on me check check me boo fact check me yeah fact check me Mm -hmm. because that's how you build the credibility that is very true right so yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love that though i feel like i feel like mercury retrograde and the full moon and all these like astrology things i feel like on tiktok especially because there's so many new people in the spiritual community now and i feel like the more people that get into it the more false information that is put out there and i feel like it's so like healthy and so toxic because it's like you need to learn yourself you need to do the research yourself because you don't Mm want to listen to someone who's telling you to like like, for example, people telling you, like, on TikTok, oh, manifest the new moon. And then you're saying, oh, and that's another thing, that they'll tell you to manifest for the new moon. And then 
just because it doesn't work because it's not the right information, people will say, oh, well, spirituality is fake. Yeah. Or, like, it'll put a bad name on spirituality or it'll put a bad name on, like, you know, astrology and all that stuff. And they'll be like, oh, that stuff's fake. I've tried it before. Have you tried it the correct with the correct information? Or I like- feel like, don't come for me because I know how you girlies like to tussle. <laughs> I know how y'all like to tussle. I feel like low-key, like, on social media, the spiritual community is turning into, like, the beauty beauty community. And Mm. um, I, when I am, like, looking and searching and finding new practitioners, not doers, because I don't Mm. do doers, Mm -hmm. but practitioners, like, I, I like to see how they are. Like, I, there was a transit that took place, and I legit was, like, I'm going to know like universe, the universe is going to show me everybody that's a doer Mm. because during that lunation, it legit was the exact opposite of what everybody should have been doing. Mm. So the, all of the like actual practitioners, like they went ghosts, they went MIA. Mm. Like we were all out of here. Like I'm not posting shit. I'm not doing shit. Like we were ghosts for like two, three weeks. But then the doers were like, the doers were like, Oh my God, this is an amazing time time flapping their wings. And, uh, and I'm like, you're not you're not doing yeah. the work like you're mm-hmm. just doing it you're aesthetically healing mm-hmm. so that that's another way um and a lot of people know like i'll get dms when i'll like go like this last like week or so i went mia i think i maybe went like live once maybe posted one video mm-hmm. on the youtubes or whatever and i got so many emails and dms and they're like what's going on in the sky because i haven't seen you <laughs> like i listened to your podcast but you're telling me something and i was like actually i was just getting, getting over <laughs> like doing this shadow work session nothing's really going on but i will let you know but they already know but they, they already, already know. know because mm-hmm. they they i have that credibility with yeah. my follower with mm-hmm. my supporters because I will, like, again, I'll be like, I'm lying, though, but make sure you go double check. And they'll be mm. like, fuck. And then they'll go, look, and they'll be like, oh, but you weren't lying. And I'm like, see? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, see? Now now you know now for you sure. Now you know for, for sure, sure, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you so much, Mara. Yes. I love that so much. I feel like, so just to recap, is to make sure that whoever you're following or whoever you're gaining information and knowledge from make sure that they're credible or make sure that you like just recheck it yourself to make sure that it's actually accurate information yeah Mm -hmm. i love that so much well i feel like i want to get into after we talked about astrology and talked about all the transits for the month and Barbara gave us an amazing breakdown of it. I feel like now I really want to get into how we can use this month to our advantage so that we can take that one year leap that you said that we can like fast forward yeah. our manifestations and how to use that all these transits to our advantage through shadow work. Yes. Okay, so you guys know that I that shadow work has me in a chokehold and Always. I love 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 shadow work and I emphasize it so much um, when I'm talking about manifesting your dream life. I feel like it's a very vital step to do shadow work because like we talked about earlier, um, when you're filled with so much inside, just like the full moon, you need to release. And until you release and until you heal, from all your triggers, 
um, and all everything that you've been through and really get to the core of it, you won't be able to open up new space for new things to come into your life. So I kind of just want to touch on shadow work and ask Barbara here what <laughs> her experience has personally been with shadow work and how it's helped her manifest her dream life. Uh, I think for me, shadow work was definitely, um, again, very taboo. I really didn't like, I've always been a spiritual bitch. I've always done my practicing when it comes to tarot, when it comes to astrology for a decade, literal decade. But it wasn't until the pandemic happened mm. when everybody was forced, forced yeah, to, to be inside. inside and be, be in this space that you've mm -hmm. cultivated that was your dream life or like your safe space yeah. and then once we were stuck in these spaces or in our homes mm -hmm. with the people that we care about we're like well maybe it's not so yeah. safe <laughs> like maybe there are some things that i need to do that i need to change so i really started digging deeper into my shadow because like mm -hmm. uh yeah when we when we do tarot, we know that that's part of it. It's part of the journey. We have to do this healing. We have yeah. to do this growing. So, like, I would do my shadow work when I needed to and not for anything. I would even half ass it sometimes. Mm, and I'd be same. like, all right, I heard you, universe. I did it. I did it. Thank uh -huh. you. But <laughs> I Give me my really, prize now. Give like, me my prize now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really wasn't doing it. And I didn't really see an effect on when I started really authentically honestly with the utmost vulnerability mm. see things start coming to fruition yeah. in a timely fashion um until i i was in that space yeah. uh, shadow work is so important and i feel that because it was so taboo and um now it's so acceptable it's still a gray area where people don't know where to where they can tread yeah. and um i mean just th think about it like therapy was taboo, taboo. until like five or ten mm -hmm. years ago right like to have a therapist like oh what the fuck is mm -hmm. wrong with them so like imagine being your own therapist and having that vulnerability yeah. with yourself mm -hmm. that's still even taboo and it comes down to if you are truly ready to heal yourself and see what these triggers are and relive those traumas for the intended outcome in mind, I think that's another thing that shakes people's yes. shit is having to go back down and relive those traumas. But remember, we shouldn't be healing the trauma. Mm -hmm. The trauma is always going to be there. We should be healing the trigger to the trauma mm -hmm. and the response to the trauma because the trauma is a memory. Mm -hmm. How are you going to delete a memory? Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like remember off of inside out legit when the, when they lost a memory. Mm, right. Yeah, uh -huh. So it, it's like, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, it'll still be there, but it'll be in the, what is it? They called it like the archives the or archives, the yeah, land uh -huh. of the unremembered or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, it'll still be there, but it's up to you to sift through and allow that mm -hmm. vulnerability to dig it up. It's like, 
as soon as you start asking yourself questions and you go, oh, I don't, never mind. I'm not going to think about that. Think about something out. Rainbows, rainbows, butterflies, stars. Yeah. That's what you need to fucking heal. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to really go and reevaluate. That's what you need to amplify in that current situation mm-hmm. because you are being triggered to that memory for a reason. Mm. I feel like that's a good, that would even be like a really good question. Like, what emotions do I tend to avoid or what mm-hmm. like what do I tend to avoid when it comes to like or memories do I tend to avoid too like why do I always avoid looking into my past like that's a really good shadow work question because like why are you so scared to do shadow work you know yeah. are you scared to open up are you scared to see the bad side of like what what has happened to you and I feel like there's goes that goes hand in hand with like a lot of shame. I feel like a, a lot of people have shame when it comes to their past. Um, and I feel like I've dealt with that too. Like I used to have a lot of shame when it came to like my past and what I've been through or like different versions of me. I feel like mm-hmm. I had a lot of shame of like who I was. And I feel like you need to be able to authentically acknowledge that part of you because that's you like even if that is you even if it's the shadow self of you that's still you so like you're kind of like cutting off acknowledgement to part of who you are so that's why you're not authentically being yourself that's why you're not being able to manifest your life so easily people are like well why can't i manifest my life so easily well you're not acknowledging all the parts of you so So how do you expect to bring toward you exactly i also Mm -hmm. think when we're talking about shadow work um i I think that people aren't always honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. They want it to feel a certain way. They want it to look a certain way. If you go into the shadow work session being like, I'm not going to cry. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to figure it out and I'm not going to cry because we're just trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. That's all you're going to figure yeah. out. Yeah. That that's it. And that's so not for anything like you're literally telling your past. It's like you're opening a fucking door yeah. to the store and be like, everybody that was in here before, I'm now running the show. And they're like, bitch, we've been in here shopping. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> that's so, so true. That, that's how I see it. It's like, okay, I love like. The analogy. I love these fucking <laughs> analogies, bro. I'm telling you, Barbara always gives me such good analogies. And I'm the type of person where, like, I'm a very visual thinker. So, like, whenever she gives me examples, I think of it and I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, but- that was such a good example. But, like, that's how it is. It's like, okay, like, no, like, you're you're coming to my party. Yeah. Like, you need to come and be prepared for whatever we give you. Yeah. So, like, you can't sit there and say, this is how we're running the show, hand on hips. Yeah. Like, that's not how we heal those triggers. That's mm-hmm. not how we address the trauma. Yes. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. Yeah, they want they to are. be in control. And to be honest, I used to be that way. So mm-hmm. when I'd be like, okay, this journal prompt, I'm going to talk about what happened to me mm-hmm. on this, this day, day and we're not yes. going to cry and everything's going to be good because I'm just going to write it mm-hmm. down how I felt. But I wasn't writing it down how I felt. I was writing it down how I feel. Mm. And that was the difference. Mm, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. like, the, uh, like, girl, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. you weren't there. You, you were there. shooting with this yeah. in the gym. <laughs> like, you were not uh-huh. there. So I think I also had to re reevaluate, recalibrate. Like, we're not talking about how I yeah. feel right now. Like, we've already been there. Like, that's mm-hmm. not even the version of you that yeah. went through this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel then? then. Mm-hmm. Right? And that... 
this is like, I know this might be like a little bit more advanced, but I also had to learn, like, I, I can't just sit here and continue to only heal the past mm -hmm. to keep me present when I also need to simultaneously heal the past and the present to help me create mm -hmm. the future. And that's big because I feel like and a lot of people don't so think about big. that. I feel like it's a lot so of people It's so big. Don't think it's like it. we're constantly healing. And I'm not saying don't do it, bitch. Continue. Continue <laughs> to heal the past, right? But we're constantly focusing so much in on the past and in our inner child but to keep us in the present right mm -hmm. so we can be more aware in the present but what about what's going on in the present how mm -hmm. are we healing or preparing ourselves for the present mm -hmm. to project us into the future mm -hmm. so we have to heal past present to yeah. get us to the future simultaneously mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't do that because they're so focused on how they feel yep. not how they felt yeah and I feel like that that goes hand in hand with like what I said in your episode um, when I was talking about how like whenever you're writing a shadow work prompt that sometimes it's not you who's writing it like yeah. not you in this present moment who's writing it when you're writing a shadow work prompt especially like one about like a, a trauma or like something specific it's the version of you who went through that shit so like it's not you right now who's writing it it's the version of you who went through that and was in there experiencing it so i feel like you need to allow yourself the open space to be able to allow that version of you to come forth and feel comfortable coming forth because we're our biggest enemy and sometimes we don't allow ourselves the comfortability and vulnerability to like allow that like suppressed emotion and version of ourselves to come forth we're always like no let me just stop thinking about it that version of me doesn't exist mm. i feel so much shame for that version of me and it's like but that version of you is you like you need to give yourself that version of you space to speak like mm -hmm. they're they're literally crying to come out they're crying every day when you have limiting beliefs or when you have all these blockages or when you're over here asking well how do i manifest my dream life so we'll talk to the fucking version of you that fucking went through all that shit and maybe you'll be able to manifest your dream life exactly i also think when we're, we're talking about like suppressing right like I have a few years on me. I got a few decades on me, right? I'm not as young and limber as Barbara here, but I of I often used to like think about like those past versions of me or the past things that I've done. And I'd be like, I'd be so, it'd be like, oh my god, so fucking cringy. Mm. And then I'd be like, okay, anyway, anyway, forget it, forget it, forget it. Like, yes. oh my god, I can't believe I did that. But I had to start readjusting, and I'll be like. You know, girl, you were a little bit crazy, <laughs> and I'm glad that you enjoyed it then, but, but this, yeah. what did you learn from that, mm -hmm. right? Like, I saw you did it three times in one mm -hmm. weekend, and <laughs> like, what did you learn from that? Or talk to me what you were going through there, mm -hmm. there so I can stop cringing in my present. present. And see, that's the thing. <laughs> like, people don't think about it that way. Like, they don't think about, like... Let me learn from that version of me who went through it so that I can fix this current version of me. Because mm -hmm. a lot of our current problems in our current life or your current blockages or beliefs or limiting beliefs, that stems from the old version of you. So if you don't see that old version of you as like, oh, I'm learning from that version of me and I'm thinking and what you were saying about gratitude too before. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Gratitude when it comes to all those versions of you is you so important instead of the shame. Instead of the shame, you have to be grateful for mm -hmm. that version of you. That bitch got you where you're exactly. at. Exactly. And if I, it wasn't for her. If it him, wasn't for her, they, you them. wouldn't you wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for them, they like you mm -hmm. would not be where you yes. are at. So um, when 
when you were asking what I do um, in, in the episode that we just recorded, it, it was like, yes, um, I, I burn my shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I burn. Yeah, she was telling me what I, what I do after, um, like, my shadow work prompts. And I was like, I don't really do nothing. I keep it all in a journal. And she was like, um, no, you need to burn it. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, release it. Release yeah, it to the world. Yeah, release it to the world. Release it to the universe. But also saying those gratitudes mm-hmm. to yourself. And uh, gratitude gets you a really long way. I know. It sounds gimmicky. Like, even when I first started practicing my gratitude, I'm like, the fuck? Like, this shit's not gonna... Uh When I tell you, like, I just gave Barbara this practice or this affirmation. so much. And it literally, it it works so fast when we're practicing gratitude when it comes to bringing toward us. So when we're doing that shadow work, we also need to be grateful Mm -hmm. and appreciative because, like I was saying, like... It couldn't be me. Yeah. This version of me, mm-hmm. it couldn't be me. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't, like... We it, wouldn't even do that. We I wouldn't, wouldn't even, even do that. Yeah, put myself but in that position. But I am in the position to say I wouldn't do that because of, of that version, version, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we have to be grateful. We have to be thankful, like... And some things that you can say is, like, thank you for showing me these experiences. Thank you for allowing me to learn from that experience. I am grateful that you went through that the way that you did. I'm grateful that I am able to connect in this way to this Mm -hmm. past version of me. Like you still have to express the gratitude because again, like you would not be where you're at without that bitch. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people going back to like you talking about like the taboo thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people see it as so taboo to like heal that version of you. Like, I was talking with my mom the other day and she was telling me, I was asking her if she ever thinks about like what she's been through in her past. And like we were talking about generational curses and she was like, no, I don't really feel the need to think about that. Like I'm past it now. Like, you know, I've forgiven everyone who's hurt me and like, I feel like I'm past it now. And I'm like, okay, but even though you're past it now, is that version of you who went through that shit? I mean, that's on now? brand. That's on brand for your mom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw her mom's birth chart. Yeah. I was like, I want to see your mom's birth chart because uh, we we love her. But I was like, let the me see that. Chart. Let me see that. And the birth chart explains it. It explains a lot. Uh, so that's definitely on, on brand. brand. But it's so true because I feel like a lot of people see it that way, though. Yeah. Especially like older generations who aren't familiar oh, yeah. with like therapy and mental health i feel like they see it in this way where it's like why am i gonna bring it up again if it's already happened to me i'm already past it now like there's no point of bringing it back up and i'm like but your present moment and all your present issues you're going through that because you haven't healed like Mm -hmm. that version Mm -hmm. of you I also found out with older generations, and um, I'm learning this as I go, especially since now it is more mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. Like even some people that are older in older generations, they'll in my family will hit me up and they'll be like, "So this one of the my employees did da 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 da, and they said that they got this card so they can't go in, and they (laughs) have this crystal and they have to leave it on their desk, or they want to put it in the window, or they want to put it at the entryway. Like, what does this mean? So it's like it's since it's becoming more acceptable Mm -hmm. in all spaces i think that yes they are accepting it because there's a widespread of people accepting it but they also don't know the terminology like i can't be like 
oh, you need to go get your chakras cleansed. They'll be like, mm, I don't fuck with that shit. But if I'm like, hey, you need to go and pray because there's something wrong with how you're speaking and communicating instead of like, you need to go cleanse your throat chakra. Oh my God, yes. They'll be like, oh, okay, let me go pray. Let me go. Like, maybe I need to go. Yes. You know what I mean? They don't know the terms. They so don't they know think, the terms. They think so it's they so... they think it's like something different than what it yes, really is. Yes, or I'll even be like... Perfect example. I, one day I was like, okay, like, you know, oh, we got to we gotta do this ritual only on this day because this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, mm, I'm going to leave you with that. <laughs> but then the next month I was like, okay, let me, let me say it different say it and let me way. see. And I was like, okay, this month, if we want this, this, and this, God is telling us to do this yes. on this day. Or I'll be like, this is a great day because when this day happens, this is what God or whatever the belief is, however you want to. It's all about like the words that you use. It's all about the words that you use where I could say, hey, we need to do our cinnamon full moon ritual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like on it. I'll be like, oh, hell yeah. But But then for an older generation, they don't know what the fuck that is. They don't know what chakras are. Mm -hmm. They just know, oh, like I'm about to go and do Do some throat exercises Mm -hmm. or I'm about to go and whatever Mm -hmm. because that's not the terminology. Like they don't know like Mm -hmm. no fucking Reiki master, but they know that lady that's down the street that gives you a banging ass massage Mm -hmm. that makes you feel better. Yeah. That bitch was doing mm-hmm. Reiki, but they're, that's they why did, they're, they they're like, what the it. fuck? Like, yes. I don't do that shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, who just you're heard that doing bitch it. last week? Dude? I was like, you're literally <laughs> doing it yourself. So I also think that, I also think that's where the difference is, where the disconnect mm-hmm. is, is Same. also how we're communicating. So like, especially when we're talking about shadow work and I got my mom on this shit and mom, I'm going to send you this motherfucking episode so you can listen to it. Cause I always <laughs> talk about this. I'll always be like, mom, you're so like, that's toxic. Like I am, especially when we're talking about healing generational traumas or curses, um, whatever you want to call it. But like, I'm quick to call it out and like, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck and you know, I don't give yeah, a fuck. I know you don't I'm going to speak my piece and I'm going to keep it going. But I literally be like, mom, that's toxic. Mom, that's toxic. And she'll be like, why? And then I'll explain it to her. And she'll be like, that's just that. Woo, 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 woo. And then I'll be like, okay. But then I was like, that's when I was like, mom, she, you, you, I need to say it different to her. Because yes. my mom's with the shits. Like, my mom gets her crystals. My mom does her cards. But mm. she'd be like, no, it's because God told me to pull this. Yes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, like, my mom's with the shits. Like, her mm. crystal collection is up there, too. <laughs> because I also get her crystal bill, okay? <laughs> So her collection is up there too, but um, it's just the way you word it. It's the it with way her. you word mm. it. It's the way you word it. So I'm like, mom, you're toxic. You need to go and do this. You need to do that. Mm. And she's like, you're always telling me what I need to do. Da da da. And I was like, I need to start saying it different. So I was like, I'd be like, mom, do you really think that that is something that is going to help you grow further in your life? When it and then like I I always bring her grandkids in. I'm like, do you think your grandkids would want their grandmother talking or acting in this way to them? Mm. And she'd be like, no, because that's what. And I was like, well, well then why do you do it? And she'd be like, oh, well, that's because my grandma did that, 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 or yes. my mom did that, that, that. And I'm like, okay, so if you have the opportunity to change it, even though that's what you know and that's what you're accustomed to, mm-hmm. but you're still able to change it and educate yourself, yeah. then why don't you? And she'd be like, you know what? Maybe I will. Yup. So I can't be like, mom, you need to go do some shadow yes. work, right? Because she's be like, like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? 
like, no, what the fuck? I literally told my mom to do some shadow work. She's like, shadow work? And they're like, oh, shadows, I'm scared, yeah. I'm scared. Yes. So it's like, it's also about like how we're wording it mm-hmm. to make it less taboo. Where I'm like, okay, well then maybe that's something that you need to write down yes. and just get off of your chest. Yes. Little does she know that she's healing her inner, inner child. Yeah. When I could have been to you like, hey, you need to do some shadow work to heal yes. your inner child. That's all I had to say. Mm-hmm. But with older generations, they don't know that shit. They don't know. They don't know. And it's like you have to like explain it to them in not a dumbed down version, but like just in baby terms, I feel like. Or in their terminology yeah, of understanding. For them to like understand it because I feel like and older re- older generations too, especially like my grandma, I feel like their generation's mental health and like self-healing wasn't a thing back then. Like it was no. not a thing. Like I remember my grandma, like I remember I told her about anxiety once or like and she was like anxiety she was like oh no i don't she was she was saying basically something about anxiety and that i just need to pray and something like that and i was telling her that like i was like yeah like you're anxious too sometimes she's like i'm not anxious and i was like do you know what anxious means and she's like yeah what does it mean and i was like you're anxious all the time and i started she high is though my grandma's hella anxious she's every single day like she's like like on alert like times 10 yeah. you know yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. i was explaining to her like kind of like in a way that she would understand what anxiety means and i was explaining to her like signs of you doing this and like kind of like preparing for the worst even though the worst hasn't even happened yet but it's all in your fucking mind like i was telling her like that's anxiety like a lot of that stuff that you do every single day anxiety and she was like Actually, now that I think about it, it is. And I'm like, see, like, you just don't understand it in the way that I'm explaining it. But, like, when I tell you in a different way, like, that's when you have to explain it. And I feel like we have to do that a lot of the time. We have to do that if we want the synergistic cohesiveness from generation to generation Mm -hmm. especially since bitch let's be for real we're the ones doing the work yes we are the ones we are the the ones doing the work so like we have to own up to that and use different forms of communication Mm -hmm. all day i could be like i'm gonna cast you a spell and i'm gonna burn this candle and Mm -hmm. i need you to drink this and they're like i don't want that woo woo shit right but i'm like hey write this down I'm going to then set it on fire with this candle, but I also made you a tea to drink while you do it. They'll be like, oh my God, I yes, love that. See? And I'm like, see, but see? if I told you that I was doing a self-love protection spell on you, You'd you be would like, have been like, hell oh, hell no. See? But I'm like, oh no, I just need you to write this down. We're going to burn it with the candle mm-hmm. that it has your intentions. Yeah. And then I made this tea to help you chill out, mm-hmm. right? They, they've been doing that shit all along. All it's just been along. called different things. Mm-hmm. It's just like prophecia. Like, bitch, I'm meditating. Yes. Bitch, I'm meditating. What are you doing? Prophecia. Yes. That's what and I'm like, doing. And, like, I just don't understand, like, why they see it as so different. I mean, I obviously, I do understand because they're a different generation. But I feel like, I don't know, I'm just so happy that we live in a generation now and in a society in today's time where generational curses are starting like mental health is starting to be like not taboo anymore mm-hmm. and like i feel like people are starting to talk about like real shit like my podcast like i love to talk about like real shit like mental health anxiety depression because so many people see this as being like taboo like my mom i remember i had told her i was going to therapy she's like you're going to therapy and like i feel like therapy has used to have this connotation Oh my bad. Connotation. <laughs> I'm just like choked on my spit. I was like, I was like, fuck. 
<laughs> but I feel like therapy has this connotation of like, like I feel like older generation sees it as like you're going to therapy, like you're crazy, like mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. you're, like it's like this connotation with like they. I feel like in their heads they see like an, an um, a sane asylum. Like an, I think that I feel like that's what they think of when they think of therapy, or like I, they think you're really, really bad mentally ill. I also think that when we talk about therapy with older generations, because like think about all of the secrets older generations used to have to keep, or like all of the things that like would be so secret and in mm. secrecy that you know therapy, like they're afraid of it. Like oh my god, they're gonna tell my secrets. Yeah, they're oh, gonna tell all of the true. stuff. Like oh, I'm, I'm gonna have this bad perception mm. of me to stranger because yes. remember, like back then, it was like how you prepare, how you. Uh, show yourself yeah. to the world is everything like they would dress up mm-hmm. to even be in their house things like they were that like, i don't want someone to know the i don't want somebody much. to know that much about me from somebody else's mm-hmm. perspective so that's another that's reason that I didn't and i'm like yeah. and then like even like when like i talk about there i'm like but you go and talk to your homegirls every week and drink wine mm-hmm. that's not therapy that is true like that's not therapy that's literally you go and talk to all of the people Mm -hmm. at the church every week after the service is done that's Mm -hmm. not therapy to you you said you literally don't feel right in the head if you don't have those conversations Mm -hmm. if that's not therapy then what is it I also also feel like again because we have this idea in society what therapy is like mm. a lot of times it's seen to be something stationary yeah and th- the same thing with meditation like neither of those are station neither mm. of those have to be stationary mm. right therapy to you can be going to one of those rooms and smashing up all that shit i did that one time mm. invigorating oh my god really i've always wanted to go to one of those rooms invigorating um i even went axe throwing Ooh. yeah your your brother took me there yeah it was so much fun and i was like every time like i would throw it i'd be like okay what is it that i'm releasing with this throw and i would throw it and i it it was so like so like that's even like a form of meditation shadow work even like shadow work doesn't have to be stationary um my most impactful i guess you could say shadow work session as of late um was maybe a year or so ago when i was like i'm gonna start learning how to skate again Mm. and i found myself so frustrated having to continue to fall and get back up Mm. and fall and get back up and meeting the pavement and all of this Mm. and i had such an eye-opening moment it's like damn like just because i keep touching the bottom and i keep fucking having to crawl over to the grass (laughs) to get up Mm. like if I stop now, like this, and this is when I had the moment because I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna stop. We live in Texas. In Texas, in the summertime, the pavement could easily be 130 degrees. Mm-hmm. Easily 130 degrees. Like I was burning my hands, like trying to get to the grass, right? So I had I had this moment where I was legit like, okay, fuck it. Like I'm about to take these skates off, I'm about to go. I was all sweaty, so my socks were even wet. And I was like, okay. Well, how am I going to get back to the bench? It was mm. probably maybe like a quarter mile away. Oh my gosh. I was like, how am I going to get back to this bench? Because I'm not fucking doing this no more. <laughs> I was like, I could walk on the grass, but my socks are going to get dirty. Mm. I was like, I can walk on this pavement, but I'm going to burn my fucking feet, feet off. Especially since my socks are wet. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I literally just considered 
not even just going through physical pain, but giving up because I had to get up one more time, which was something that I was already about to do. And I literally just sat there and I just started crying and I was like, Bro, fuck this ground. What's up, ground? Yeah, like, thank you for teaching me these you. lessons. Like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful to continue to be here. Just know that we're not going to keep seeing each other like this. <laughs> right? Oh, I love that. But it's, mm-hmm. it was like, those were all the things that I considered in that moment in order to give up when all I had to do was get the fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that, it was like such an aha moment. And I just literally started crying. And I was just sitting, and I know, like, I probably look crazy. I was, gonna, I was sitting there with my helmet. And my, <laughs> you probably look like a little kid. And then I just, I got up and I skated my ass back to the bench. And oh. then I took my skates off and took my ass back in the house. But it it's like it those moments like it doesn't always have to be stationary. Yes, and that's something that I I've learned from you that I remember you had told me about that a long time ago because I was telling you that I think we were talking about meditating and how I told you that sometimes like meditation was hard for me. I think we were talking mm-hmm, about the subject mm-hmm. about meditation and you were like, you know, meditation doesn't only have to be like you like sitting, like crossing your legs, like you know how like you imagine mm-hmm. meditation, the normal of it meditation. Like you were like, meditation is like literally like like for example, like my brother's an artist, so like yeah. him doing his art, that's a form of meditation. Or like you taking a bubble bath and just listening to some frequency yeah. and, and just relaxing, that's a form of meditation. Cooking is one of my favorite forms mm-hmm. of meditations. I will literally have my headset in, um, one or one AirPod in, so I can hear my food. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like one. That's one of the my favorite forms of meditation. I get so See? much done when I am cooking, and not just to nurture and. Nurture nourish my mm-hmm. body but also like emotionally internally and when we're cooking witchy tip that's also the energy that we are pouring into mm-hmm. our food right like if you ever ate somebody's food no matter what that's always banging they're probably a kitchen witch yes <laughs> so it's like it, it it doesn't have to be stationary. Mm-hmm. Dancing. If you, Ooh, when yes. you're like, bitch, I got to go out and dance and just get this energy off me. That is literally mm-hmm. your body telling you that you need to go and physically mm-hmm. meditate. Like, so th- th- it does not have to be stationary, babes. I love that. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people have this misconception that like therapy or meditation. I feel like a lot of people have this concept that like, it's only one way mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. and it's just not true it's like there's so many ways and so many different routes to do it so yeah i even um if you guys don't know i am a mentor so i mentor people and i love doing field trips especially for people that are in the houston area so head over to my website which <laughs> shameless plug um to get all the tea but i did a shadow work session with a lady mm-hmm. and um not only did she have like um just a fear of uncovering the unimaginable but like the quiet space was not she didn't like the quietness so i took her ass to the museum and um i gave her some questions and i broke it down i did the research and i broke it down to the exhibit with Mm. what question went with what exhibit and like i you know i told her like look at the different thing like pay attention to the different things that you see Mm -hmm. but also like while you're thinking about the question that i gave you like you know 
start thinking about, you know, how we're going to converse after, mm -hmm. right? And um, I remember we were about like halfway through the museum and uh, they had like a floral exhibit there. I forgot what it was called. Excuse me to the artist because I love giving credit yeah. when it's due, but excuse me. Um, and I'm just walking through because I like listening to my, I like listening to frequencies when I go to the museum because I little bitch loves the museum. And I literally just hear this wail like, oh! Like she busted out into tears Aww. and I went over there and she was like it's this painting right here like the and mm. it's things in those moments it's like it can't always be stationary yeah you have to put it to the test mm -hmm. like not only was she faced with the silence that she's afraid yeah. of but she was also faced with her thoughts she was also faced with that ability to be vulnerable in the mm. public space which is something that people typically aren't able yes. to do mm, so huge. um i think that that's like that was like one of my favorite shadow sessions mm -hmm. and then we went down to the cafe we talked about it had some water mm. um because like when we have those moments i like to just stop in the sh shadow yeah. session and then like you know pick it back up, it back up yeah. but um we sat and we talked in the cafe before we continued and she was like the the silence was so loud Mm. The silence was so loud. It was like she was finally like realizing so much. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, it was a, it was a gorgeous picture. It was like um, a whole bunch of flowers, and at the base of it, it was just black and almost rotted. Ooh. And it was like it was gorgeous mm. gorgeous 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 because you know i love yeah. my you know i love my flowers <laughs> i'm a flower girly um it was gorgeous but like um and it wasn't even in a vase it was just mm. like free formed and it was rotting at the bottom but mm. the flowers at the top were so beautiful she was like that was that's literally me mm. and i was like oh babe you're right so how do we how do we get how this? do we get this how do we like get to be or how did we get here what do we need to do from here and then we work mm. through it in that way but th those are other like that's what i'm saying like it's yeah. not stationary it's not always going to happen with the pen and a paper it's not always mm -hmm. going to happen in your room yep. it's not always going to happen mm -hmm. when you're laying on the floor or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. that's it thank you very much for my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> i love that so much and i feel like i really want to like touch on that on what you said about like not only the fact that it's not stationary but also the fact that like a lot of people have that problem with like being vulnerable because I feel mm -hmm. like vulnerability is something huge when it comes to shadow work because I feel like not a lot of people like to be vulnerable in like not only in public places but just being vulnerable overall because I feel like I've had that big issue and I feel like um, I have a lot of um, like as a Capricorn, I know Capricorns are very known to be like very cold people or like very like closed off people. And I definitely resonate with my Capricorn. What's your Venus in? My Venus, Aquarius. Aquarius, so, okay. You know, so I mean, not only do you not like being vulnerable, you intellectualize that vulnerability mm, and why you don't need to yes, be vulnerable. I always like intellectualize it and I'm just like, well, I don't need to be vulnerable because... Like, X, Y, yeah, and Z. Yeah, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, like, also, I, this is kind of personal, but I've also identified in therapy that um, based on, like, my mom and how she was never vulnerable and growing up, my mom was always, like, 
she was a single mother, obviously. Um, well, not obviously. Some people don't know that. But um, she was a single mother, and um, she would always, she would never cry in front of us. And she would always cry behind closed doors. And she would be very proud to say it. She was like, yep, yeah, I only cried behind closed doors. Like, I'm a strong woman. And I connected her being strong to, with like emotions and like I guess like that interpreted inside my head that if I was vulnerable vulnerability equals weakness so mm. now as an adult I feel like I'm never vulnerable and I'm very scared to be vulnerable because I see vulnerability as a weakness and I feel like it wasn't until I identified that like yeah like I have this perspective because my mom was always like no like don't cry like you're a strong woman like you don't need to cry or like not that but I feel like I I basically took what she was doing and I like connected it in that my was head. what you were idolizing to be strong exactly yeah and I think that's something that we all do I was gonna ask like how many of us were told like don't cry mm-hmm. like you better not like big you girls better not, don't cry big girls don't cry yes. right like mm-hmm. boys don't cry period yeah. all of that like and honestly like it's because like all of us are living in that masculine mm-hmm. energy like that yeah. masculine energy of not being vulnerable but still being able and mm-hmm. capable to get everything done but feminine energy is the same thing and both of them need vulnerability yeah, yes. we need those emotions i always mm-hmm. say this if you're always fucking happy bitch you're emotionless. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think somebody that shows a range of emotions is emotional. Mm-hmm. Somebody who always cries or is always sad is emotionless. Mm-hmm. They're not emotional. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Emotional is somebody that has and can show a wide range mm-hmm. of emotions. Um, and, and I agree. I think even growing up, like with my mom, it's like, okay, like she is a strong black woman. Uh-huh. I always think of that little I... white girl from the TikTok when she was like, when I grow up, I'm gonna I'm be a strong, strong black, black woman. woman. <laughs> and but I, I always think guy. about that little girl. But it, it was like, okay, this is what we have to do to get it mm-hmm. done. Like, this is like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm gonna go I'm to the car it. for the second. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll I gotta go on myself. Hyper independence. Yes, and it's like, girl. Mm-hmm. But it, it's something that we have to unlearn. And it wasn't until I don't think we have enough time to tell the story. So maybe next time. But it wasn't until I really hurt somebody that I cared about at that time mm-hmm. by saying their vulnerability that vulnerability was weakness mm-hmm. and that person prided themselves in being able to be vulnerable not just to the people that she cared about but mm-hmm. also to the people around her so they could know her emotions mm-hmm. and she was like that really really hurt me mm-hmm. that you see vulnerability as weakness when that is something that I love sharing with people. I love sharing my emotions with people. And you're telling me that that is weak. And I was like, and she was like, do you see me as a weak person? And that's, ooh, just talking about it. Oh my it God, I got chills. goosebumps. Oh my God. Like, and then with her asking me that, it was like, well, no. And she was like, well, then you need to go and reevaluate what that actually means. Wow. I bet that day you were like, oh, shit. That day I was like, bro, like, what the fuck? And she was like, my vulnerability is my strength. And she Mm. was like, vulnerability is strength for a lot of people. And if you're going to consider it to be weak because you're unable to be vulnerable, Vulnerable? 
that's on you that's but you don't problem. call my don't call what i love to do and how and who i love to be weak because you're not capable of doing that or being that oh shit and i legit didn't talk to uh, this person for like a week and i was i did a heavy shadow work prompt mm. on that heavy heavy shadow work prompt on that and i legit like when we met again i was like i I'm dearly and deeply mm. sorry. And that was like the first time that I had cried in front of anybody because I genuinely felt it. Like it hurt me that I hurt her. And that was the first time in years that I had cried in front of anybody. Mm. And it felt so good. And I was like, right. I like it. You're like, I did it. I did I it. I did it. I like this. This is so much fun. You're like, oh my God, I cried in front of someone? Yeah. So because it's this, like, did you feel also, because um, just a question, because like I rarely cry in front of people either. Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel in that moment like, any type of way like maybe empowerment or did you feel uncomfortable because you've never done it before like what were your feelings during that moment since it was something new that you've never done before oh and there goes a spider on the wall we love to oh my see God. it we love to see it <laughs> oh we love to see it to be honest like i did not i, I didn't register the emotions in that moment mm. because i was so deeply affected by how I affected somebody that I cared about. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Like, it didn't even register that I was crying in front of them until after because it was, because so, authentic. It was so authentic and I cared so much and I wanted them. I was just pouring out my emotions for me, from a me, for them to understand how I felt. Thinking about it, it's got me a little choked up. Oh. That, like, how mm-hmm. I felt and how deeply, like, it hurt me that I hurt them. Yeah. So it's, like, it, it didn't it, it didn't register even, like, as empowering or it didn't, it, it yeah. didn't register in that way because it was, it, it was just yeah. authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so pure because I never want to, you know me. Yeah, I know. You know how I am. You never want to hurt I might be rough and I might call you a bitch or you fucking shit shit or whatever. But I always say it with love and I Mm -hmm. never ever want to hurt somebody like that. Mm -hmm. And I bet that was like really hard for you too to like, for someone to like tell you like, no, you actually really hurt me by saying that. And you were like, oh fuck. I was like, for real? Like at first I I was taken aback and I was invalidating their emotions because Mm -hmm. I was unable to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So I was like, "Mm." and they were like, no, like for real. For real. And then I was like, oh, shit. You are like, oh, fuck. I was like, like oh. And then they sh- they chewed me up, and then they spit me out, and I sat there, and I, I was doing my own shadow prompts, and I'm like, damn. 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 So, mm-hmm. yeah, ever since then, I've been like, I love what I'm really- <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love it. You're like, I love it so much. Yeah. You're like, catch me crying in front of you all the time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I love but, that yeah, because, so. yeah, it's very hard for people to, like, be vulnerable. And I love that that person said that vulnerability is their strength because I feel like that's such a beautiful way to see it. Like, I'm going to, like, definitely use that from yeah. now on. And I'm going to be like, no, fuck that shit. Like, vulnerability is my strength. That shit is not a weakness. And I feel like we may see it as a weakness maybe from, like, generational trauma, generational yeah. curse, maybe even society, like, conforming because society tells us yeah. to be strong, like, and 
propaganda too like you know like big girls don't cry men don't cry be a big boy like you know be a man and like i feel like all that gets to our head and makes us see being vulnerable as weak and i feel like it's definitely a strength and we see it today like we see it now on tiktok and like in this age of aquarius that Mm. that me knowing a little bit of astrology (laughs) not to be like where's that i know right But, like, in this age of Aquarius, I feel like everyone's being more vulnerable. And I Mm. feel like it wasn't until, like, I've never been vulnerable in my life. I've always been very closed off. And it wasn't until I started being vulnerable on my TikTok and on Mm. my podcast that, like, I saw that a lot of people resonated with it. And I got a lot, like, a huge community of people who are like, I fuck with you because, like, you're vulnerable as fuck. You're just real as fuck. You're telling shit how it is. And I was just like, wow, like, now I truly do see that vulnerability does equal strength and it also equals like community and like people resonating with you yes and a little like even like so she told me she was like you need to go and meditate on the strength card and i did and um the strength card if you guys don't know is literally the maiden right the mother the Mm -hmm. empress opening the mouth of a lion how vulnerable. Mm. How fucking vulnerable. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I even did that and I, you know, I did my research because I, I don't just slang cards out here. I'm not a doer, I'm a practitioner, yeah. right? And I did my research and it, it, it just all fell into place and I'm like, mm-hmm. but yes, the vulnerability mm-hmm. is, that's why when people ask me, I'm like, vulnerability is sexy it as is fuck, boy. Because like, Think about it, like, when you see someone talking about, like, real shit or, like, talking about, like, or, like, showing their emotions and, like, being passionate, aren't you, like, wow. You're, like, you're damn. damn. <laughs> you're, like, okay. You're talking to me? <laughs> Versus someone who's, like, closed off and yeah. they don't want to share anything and they're, like, oh, no, I don't cry or I'm, a, I'm you know, big. Or they put off on this persona that they're, like, yeah. big and tough and strong and, oh, no, like, no, I don't do that. And it's just, like. Mm-hmm. I also think once I started becoming more vulnerable, things became more effortless. Mm. it's like even one way that i like to tell people to start when we talk about being vulnerable um when people ask you how you are Mm. to be honest because if i'm like hey how are you what would you say good i'm good yeah right that's literally what i always say i'm good Mm-hmm. When people ask me how I am, I give them the laundry mm-hmm. list. I am abundant. I am blessed. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit mad. I started my period a day early. <laughs> my fucking foot hurts. Mm-hmm. My goddamn part is crooked. But mm-hmm. I am grateful and thankful. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, God, all. Oh. And I'm like, but well. But then it's like, it's like this sense of relief, too. Because, like, yeah. think about it. Like, think if you talk to someone and you're like, how are you? And they're like, good. You're like, Ugh, like normal. Like, like that's all right. All Everybody's right, whatever. good. But, like, imagine if you talk to someone, you're like, how's your day? And they're like, actually, like, this shit's fucking tough today. Like, I'm going through this shit. Like, I fucking, uh, there was this rude-ass person who cut me off. And this is mm-hmm. that. And, like, if they're being honest, you're like, damn, like, I feel you. That's just, like, hard. Yeah. And, like, you feel a sense of, like, like ease because you're like, wow, you're actually human. Like, yeah. you're not, like, this fucking robot. That's, I also like... think that... Uh, well, I like to also, like, replace it with um, with also that gratitude that mm-hmm. we were talking about. Yeah. Like, be like, you know, I started my period today early, but, like, thank but God I'm... I started that shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So like still like with this optimistic view to it where it's like even though it's not like being so negative or like being so like this is what happened but also being like but thank goodness and being grateful for I feel like that's a very like good thing because I didn't think about that either. Yeah girl. Um, but like that's how you can start being vulnerable mm. and, and like that's all where it starts like if you can't even tell somebody how you're actually, actually doing, doing today how do you expect to do a whole ass shadow work prompt where you're supposed to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with your inner child or a different version of you that you're trying to heal when you can't even tell a motherfucker that how you're doing that you had a bad day today mm-hmm. how make it make sense mm-hmm. make it make sense bro that's crazy yeah i love that though i really do love that so always remember that vulnerability is strength and sexy as sexy as fuck and just be vulnerable be real and honest with yourself and everyone else yeah Mm -hmm. well thank you barbara for joining me my pleasure Definitely, you guys will definitely be hearing Barbara on my podcast again. This is just the first of many future episodes of her being on here. But go ahead and shout yourself out, Barbara. Tell them where they can find you if they want to book a little tarot reading, if they want to book a session with you, if they want to book any type of reading whatsoever um everything okay i'm out. gonna move the mic closer ahead, to me um so make sure you guys head over to witchbitchtarot.com where you can mm-hmm. find everything that i have to offer mm-hmm. from my podcast to my discord server mm-hmm. to um you booking a private session to the etsy shop where not only have the notion templates up there but i also every month do a pamphlet Mm. to help you guys better align um you can book a private session if you need a spiritual guide or spiritual mentor i also offer mentorship Mm -hmm. um so again head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can get a hold of me if you have any questions you can email me at kristin k-r-i-s-t-i-n at witchbitchtarot.com I love that. Thank you once again, Barbara. And my I'll pleasure. S- and I'll see you guys on my next week's episode. I'll be posting on Tuesday, but this episode was just one to it was just like a little fun episode for the week and just a surprise episode with my beautiful guest, bad bitch guest. Ah! Okay, bye guys. Love you. See you next time. Say bye, Barbara. Bye. <laughs>